0: Welcome to TA1 everything you want to know about adventure racing, and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and with me today, you may hear in the background, is the not-legendary Jimmy Lee, and also not-legendary Stevie. So, Hi, guys. Um, today's guest is Maria Pleyshenko, who is an interesting adventure racer, multi-sport athlete, Uh you know, from Australia via Russia or Russia via Australia. So, has an interesting story. It has done a lot of cool things, and I think, um, pretty pretty interesting episode, if I may say so myself. All right, people. Since nobody seems to want to contribute to uh, Trail Tales, I'm going to tell one, and maybe that'll put the uh, fear of God into you, and you'll start sending in your own. This was the 2011 Untamed New England. We were at the finish. It was myself, Andreas Strand, Louis Mariah, and Joel Perella. And it was about 3 a.m. And we knew Thule was coming um, but we didn't know when. So we were just basically hanging out at the finish waiting to see some lights coming in and um, it gets real stupid at 3 a.m., as you might might imagine. So we were running around, jumping on things. There was a rock there that may or may not have had lewd things simulated on it. Um, that's a tale from another time. But So this went on for a while. It quieted down a little bit. And we're waiting and we're looking. And we look over, and Joel is laying on top of the rock, spread eagle, arms out like he's trying to hug the rock fast asleep um i don't know 15 or 20 minutes later we start to see the lights and it was all we could do to uh wake joel up and get him off the rock but as we know 3 a.m in the morning wherever you lay your head is a good spot so um there now i have a lot of things like that that people may or may not know that i know so send in your your uh Tails, or I'll throw you under the bus. So, um, since I told a little dirt on Joel, I'm going to throw him a plug for Breathe Magazine. Um, this is something that you know. I think a lot of you might follow their live flash blog on the uh, some of the bigger races, World Championships, and things like that. So they do a lot of good coverage with that. Um, they do actually have a real magazine, um, which you can get comes to you in the mail and everything kind of a, a strange thing this time of year so or in this time of the uh, media let's say this so um, we'll put a link in there yeah it's a few bucks Why don't you subscribe yeah help a brother out so to speak Um, so that's not really a sponsor but that's what we have for sponsors if you want to donate to the podcast or give us a review you can go to itunes you don't really have to write anything just to uh, just click on that word five stars. Click on the five. That would be nice. Or you can go to um, the website at Potomatic and be a follower. That helps me look good there. Or you can uh, PayPal send a PayPal donation to legendary Randy Erickson Films at gmail dot com and uh, help help keep this operation up and running. So all right. Well, we'll. Uh, Talk to Maria. Got a kind of a cool song at the end. I think uh, we'll see if you get the connection. So, thanks for listening. Well, Randy, how are you? I am doing well, <laughs> other than it's other than we're it's snowing here a little bit.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's quite you know rainy here. Uh, winter starts.
0: Yeah, we're we're supposed to be starting spring, and it will be in a couple of days, but um i'm i'm uh i'm ready
1: (laughs) yes i can imagine everyone ready in 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 russia my parents already started gardening
0: so well so they're having better weather than we are
1: ah well it's all changing i i guess you know few days of cold few days of
0: warmth yeah (laughs) yeah so how did uh how did a nice Russian girl like you get to Australia? Uh, sorry, sorry, how? i how did how did you get to Australia from Russia?
1: Uh, so how did I get? Uh, we, my husband, he uh, he walked. He's working still for some of Telstra subcontractors. Telstra, it's like a um, uh, main telecommunication company here uh, monopoly. Uh, so he came to business trip once, and I came with him, and we had a look and decided that it's you know nice place to live, lots of outdoor opportunities, much more than in in Russia.
0: <laughs> so well, I can kind of imagine that. So, um, how did were were you an athlete?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing the straight yeah.
0: stuff in Russia?
1: Uh, well, I was I was so originally I used to be. Uh, cross-country skier from from very young age. And I was doing cross-country skiing for maybe 20 years. Uh, then when I finished uni, I decided that that's enough of sports. But uh, obviously life is getting boring if you're not doing anything and I had some friends who were doing adventure racing, and uh, they invited me to have a try. And yeah, I tried, and I really loved it. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> uh, at so. ten, nine years now, yeah, nine years by now in adventure racing.
0: And- That's uh, kind of uh, starting to be a long career. So what, what was your what was like what was your first race you did?
1: Uh, so the first race uh, basically it was uh, I think about five hours race and uh-huh. I had no idea how to navigate, but I knew the area a little bit so it was uh, slightly easier. Uh, so I, I knew the the park where where the race was on. Uh, so it was like proper proper adventure racing uh, all navigation based uh, trekking, mountain biking, uh, some rope tasks, a bit of kayaking, um, yeah. So we just I, I just entered with a friend friend of mine, she, she's also from a uh, cross country skiing background. And because we were quite fit, uh, still we could you know make make a lot of circles, but uh, still still we we're fast enough to win, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah that's that's a good or a bad thing when you when you win your first race isn't it yeah Cause it's good that you win but it's bad because now you're hooked on it
1: yes exactly if you probably you know somewhere on the back of the field you might decide that uh might be it's not for me but yeah of course if you if you know it's all it goes smoothly you're, you're getting hooked up completely
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly mm. so um, so have you done some of the some of the big stuff in in Australia? What are some of the what are some of your races so, you've done?
1: So in uh, so last so last so this year we went to China. Uh, basically yeah. Two weeks ago we were in China, uh, which was Wenzhou Outdoor Challenge. Uh, uh-huh. It was four days uh, four days stage stage race. It means that you start in the morning, you finish in the evening, and then you have have nice hotel and uh, yeah, and dinner and breakfast. Uh, so we finished ninth, uh which was quite good because most of international strong teams were there. Um, then before before that, yeah, I think I didn't this this year I didn't do a longer longer stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last year I went to China once as well, um, uh, yeah. then I did last year 24-hour gaining world championship, um, Australian multi-sport championship, which I won. Um, kiking surf skiing world championship (laughs) was 15 (laughs) yes on in in 24-hour again we were ninth with my husband in mixed category Um, yeah Mm -hmm. so year before I went to Patagonia with the Russian team we Uh finished which was cool because Patagonia it's race when it's you know the best achievement is to finish it Um, absolutely yeah, <laughs> everyone knows. Yeah, it's quite you know in in uh, in those conditions. Last year, were there two teams only who finished? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so two 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 years ago, yeah, there were ten teams, so we were quite lucky. Yeah, then yeah. I did uh, XPD in Tasmania. Uh, I did XPD in Treadball a few years ago. Um, and then we have GeoQuest. Uh, that's um, that's what we're aiming for this June. That's uh, 48 hours, um, uh, like they call it, premier Australian expedition race. Yeah, so that's what we're aiming for this this June for Queen's Queen's birthday. I think it's about 9th 9th of June, something so, about that.
0: Yeah. So, so you've got a pretty good background, don't you?
1: Ah oh, well, <laughs> it's never it's never enough, you know. For adventure racing, it's never enough. <laughs> you always getting like we went to China uh, two weeks ago, and there is a rollerblading stage. Like I'm alright with rollerblading because I did, you know, 20 years of cross-country skiing. Yeah. But then for other guys who never who didn't really do much on on you know in winter. I like here in Australia, that's, that's a little bit of a pain.
0: <laughs> but yeah, when it comes okay.
1: down to paddling, for example, it took me three years to be, you know, proficient enough on, in kayaking. So it's, you know, we're coming from, from, if I came from skiing background, so I can do everything like rollerblading skis, no problems. But then kayaking, it's a bit more complicated or swimming, for example, I still mm-hmm. can't. Uh, swim competitively, and it's in Australia. It's quite, quite a big part of multi sport is uh, swimming. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm thinking now about getting into squad training and try to, try to improve. Because yeah, in, in in Russia we don't used to swim much. Um, you know, weather is not really. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well, we could, we could make some russian we could make some russian jokes but i think everybody understands <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so so um so you started kayaking when you moved to australia and it, so it, it took you like three years to be yeah to, to, to be good approximately so, it, yeah so do you like kayaking now i and i, I have a reason for asking that <laughs>
1: Yes, I do love kayaking. First time when I saw those uh, skis, I never seen them before. I mm-hmm. saw them and I thought, uh, never, no way I would ever able even to sit in any of these. Uh, then I took one and um, went for, you know, uh, for sort of, uh, tried to pedal it uh, when it was kind of a little bit windy. It didn't work. Yeah. I was just swimming. Uh Then I took uh, a bit more stable, took it to the lake and spent maybe be you know a few months uh paddling by my own on the lake and yeah and i could was able to sit in it then yeah then I went to squat and started paddling with the squat with a squat quite you know quite strong squat, yeah and started to get better and better, and I guess you know skin background also helped. Because it's core mm-hmm. strengths and uh, upper body strengths, and yeah, so now now I'm quite quite yeah probably my favorite these days is kayaking, and I spent most of time tra- training on surf ski and K one K one pedal uh, ski um, kayak. Yeah.
0: yeah, see, I I have a theory after you know talking to a number of people on the podcast that people that kayakers and specifically ocean kayakers sort of excel at adventure racing, because in surf kayaking, you have to make so many decisions, yeah, and, yeah. and be on top of everything, that it makes everything else seem kind of easy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, especially if it's, you know, windy and uh, big swell conditions, yeah, you mm-hmm. should be always <laughs> concentrating and, uh, yeah, holding yes. a grip.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's it. You always have to be aware of your surroundings on the water, and and I think that just it seems to me that people that do that really transfer to adventure racing well. So um, yeah, I it's my little it's my little theory, and I'm going with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's just I uh, for my my theory that's the same. You know, off road. You could you can be sort of a road person. And mm-hmm. or you can be off-road person. So ocean kayaking, I think that's kind of off-road of kayaking, you know, yeah. when it's so unexpectedly can be changing, can it's all rough and uh, technically more complicated. Yeah. So that no. <laughs> that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. Well, it it seems to be it seems to be holding out so far from my theory, mm. but um, so. Tell me, talk something about the China race because I don't think. I mean, obviously, in Australia, New Zealand, you guys are really into it, and it seems to be the Europeans are there, but I I don't know if there's ever been very many American teams other than back in the day with Nike, and um, so I don't know. You know, I think it's something we don't we don't know about the basically the Chinese stage races. So. Mm-hmm yeah tell us you know tell me about the, the one you just got done doing
1: uh so I think so this this year I think yeah no one from America came, but I think uh techno they were, might be a couple couple of years ago okay I'm not sure yeah so i think I think they went once and uh, i think yeah I think they will I can't remember where i think in in this last year someone came. Uh, came there, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a long way. It's easier for us. Yeah. For us, it's like yeah. ten hours flight and sort of ten, twelve hours flight, and and, and we're getting there. And they also, I guess, they're not really, I mean, Chinese market the events. They just mm-hmm. almost invite personally.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: we're just getting sort of email, you know, from them with the information. Um, about about event, yes. Yeah. So that's 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 how they they, they do it. Mm. Yeah. So that last one, uh, so it was four days. Uh, mm-hmm. First day was about five hours. Uh, I don't know longer. Sorry, it's about more than six actually. First day was pretty long. Uh, it, it has a little bit of navigation. They trying to introduce uh, navigation into the events but uh, their maps um, require a little bit of more work, <laughs> so it was so. some sort of luck, and uh yeah. Tour Adventure team didn't have a good day, uh, they got a little bit lost, uh, we got a little bit lost as well, and it's very, very intense and tight racing, so if you lose, for example, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you can't gain them later this time, so it's super intense in comparison with the expedition-style events. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: so yeah, then so the first day basically was rollerblading, then uh, kayaking, uh, uh, kayaking, then uh, I think yeah, so then running and mountain biking. That's the classic, and then some up sailing. That's a classic day. So then second, third, and fourth days, uh, we were just kayaking. Uh, mountain biking and running and, uh, every, every day some, some activities, some rope activities, upsail or zipline, flying fox. Yeah. I mean, it's quite, it's slightly different, uh, angle of racing because it's all so super intense. And, uh, when we mm-hmm. went there first time, might be four years ago, I was thinking, ah, stage racing this is so easy <laughs> you don't need to go through the night you'll have yeah. you'll have nice sleep overnight you know you'll spend night in the hotel and uh, it's it's going to be easy but then it uh, it's actually harder than expedition style i think especially for females because we can't mm-hmm. go that uh intense as 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 guys, right? Okay. And in expedition yeah. in expedition race uh first twenty four hour usually girls are struggling and then we're all pretty much even. In stage racing that's you struggle every day from the start to the finish.
0: So, so it's a lot yeah, just really high intensity
1: yeah, short yeah.
0: days but that, but that's that's hard on a person so
1: yeah exactly and it's it's hard especially from, from what I saw particularly this last time that it's hard for 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 a female in 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 the team because it's super intense, and obviously you know we have to push super hard yeah. and it's no no time even have you know little uh moment of uh relaxing
0: <laughs> so yeah, I get that so um are there are there crowds there? Is it kind of a? I mean, yeah. are are you, are you, based out of what area? So, uh, so,
1: so so last time, uh, that was the uh, city called Wenzhou, which is on the shore. Don't ask me where exactly it is.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's in China.
1: China, yeah. So that's on the on the shoreline, uh, which was not too bad. Uh, so we usually mm. live in uh, kind of. Uh, relatively good, I mean, Chinese good hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's every day they take a bus, uh, there is a bus to the start and the bus uh, after the finish. And um, yeah, it's it's almost like Olympic Games there. Okay. So they so... shot traffic everywhere and it's crowds of uh, people um who are greeting you along the way and they're all making photos videos and then they brought it's lots of media there so they broadcast uh the whole event a few times per day so it's it's huge huge action going there yeah, yeah so if you like in, in in you know shorter in in expedition style races you know you are going to wilderness and uh <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. meet well that's that's the beauty of those events right but this yeah, exactly. uh yeah this this are uh, just more more kind of um triathlon likes probably triathlon like events
0: and my guess is you you probably like an expedition race better it'd be my is my guess
1: <laughs> yes yes i do but the thing <laughs> is that uh every we're getting lazy right
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: we're using lazy and it's quite a big effort to organize yourself to do, uh, a longer race. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have lots of gear. Then it's, 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 especially from Australia. Like when I was living in Russia, I was doing approximately three to four big races per year. Then because it's easier, you know, from you can get to Europe two hours, yeah. three hours flight and you're there, or you can drive easily. Here in Australia, we are, you know, in the very corner <laughs> and yeah. uh, quite far from everything. So for us, and we have like one uh, big big race, sort of 10 days uh, World Series uh, XPD race, which yeah. is once per 18 months. And then we have one small one, uh, 48 hours uh, Quest, And that's pretty much all what's ac- well got zone in New Zealand. So the three races which are accessible for us, and it's still it's you know especially if you don't have many sponsors, it's quite getting expensive with flights as well. Exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah. In Chinese races, you don't need much gear. You you basically need just your racing kit, and it's always hot there, so you don't need any clothes, and you need just bike, pedal, and uh, and you know helmet, and very very basic things. So you don't need to worry much. You just pretty much pack yourself in the evening, and you fly in the morning, and then you are racing for days, and, and then you are back. So time-wise, it's a little bit uh, less less consuming. Of course, it's not that sort of you know experience and journey that you're getting out of expedition racing. So yeah, yeah but yeah, we're that's... going. Yeah, I forgot to to mention we're going to Slovenia this year. So we'll do. We'll make an effort and fly to Europe.
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, that'll be kind of fun, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's. Yeah. Uh, mm.
0: yeah. Well, and um, so have have you heard the news about Patagonia?
1: Yes, I heard. That. That's <laughs> that's an exciting. That's exciting news.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of kind of uh. I think a lot of people are really interested in seeing what happens with it. So
1: Yeah, well, be... it's here in Australia, quite a few people keen, keen to go, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's. I mean, but still some, some critics around as well that it's quite often not achievable for average team, you know, to finish and tough cutoffs. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's fantastic race. I mean, I did probably... You know, more than twenty expeditions, and uh, Patagonia is certainly outstanding experience. Yeah. I don't think you well, would my, have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: my wife has gone twice and hasn't finished, and and she's like, she'd go back in a second. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you can't. It's like unfinished
0: business. <laughs> well, exactly, and 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 I think she kind of knows, and I think a lot of people know that that if they do go, that they probably aren't going to finish. But um, I guess one thing there, even if you drop, or nobody drops out, but if you can't continue the race, the expedition isn't over. It always takes another week just to get back.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like last, when I did it two years ago, uh, they so we had 10 teams who finished, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of finished, because they canceled last kayaking leg and yeah. then we had two days on uh ferry just to yep. get to 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 the mainland to back to punta arenas
0: yeah so, so
1: it's quite yeah quite exciting <laughs> and then <laughs> some some checkpoints yeah we met a couple of teams who didn't uh who decided to pull out and they still had to walk quite a decent uh distance just to get to some checkpoints from from where they can be evacuated to 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 the end of that track so that's yeah it's a, yeah, a huge 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 thing to do
0: yeah yeah it's the only race when you drop out it takes you a week to get back yep <laughs> <laughs> so, um what's what's the favorite race that you that you've done
1: uh what's my favorite race i don't know yeah. it's hard hard to say really i mean every <laughs> every race it's kind of uh experience that uh standing you know outside and uh it's uh, everything something no something good happened and uh something you know bad happened yeah <laughs> should I say yeah, so, well, Africa, I think I, I really, I really, so Patagonia, that's one of, probably I don't know, I can't say my favorite, but that's something special, and uh, Africa, uh-huh. I think, was really special as well, I did the last bull of Africa, uh, and uh, nature, and uh, event itself, and all terrain was, was really, really special, special for me, uh, Colors, just, just incredible, yeah, and, and, and it was Johnny as well, we got lost, even though we had really good navigators, we got terribly lost at night in, uh, in uh, black villages, and uh, we ran out of water in, you know, 40 degrees heat, and yeah, and we, then we um, cut uh, half of a map for the last mountain bike stage, considering that we will go along the coast. And then we found out that the trail along the coast, it's actually not rideable at all. (laughs) Uh, So So it's all very, very challenging uh, things. And uh, yeah, that's probably would be um,
0: the best memories. (laughs) So, Okay, here's, okay, I'm going to, I've got a new question. I just thought of, I've never asked anybody yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So the opposite of the best time. What's the worst four hours of adventure racing you ever had? Uh,
1: yeah, I think I think I did uh, I did Tasmanian uh, uh, XPD, uh, which was yeah, it was 2010 no 11 mm-hmm. 2011, and we had the canyoning stage. Uh, so we entered, so it didn't have dark zone. So we entered the canyon a canyon uh, in the very late evening. We didn't have any neoprene, uh, anything. So we just we were wearing our Gore-Tex and uh, thermals, and that's, that was it. And my first, like, I saw lots of canyons before, and uh, I did quite a few races, so I'm not someone, you know, to get scared easily. But when yeah. I heard that river... And when I saw that fog, I was thinking, hmm, something is not right going on here. We're probably in the wrong place. (laughs) I can't believe that they can send us to here. Well, but anyway, like we couldn't, you know, turn back. And uh, so we kept going. And then we had a couple of swims in that freezing cold water in uh, Tasmania in November. And then we had to follow that canyon for, for probably, like, I don't know, five hours or something. And I was just shivering all five hours. And and we didn't know exactly where we were because it's just night and uh, not, not many things that you can pick up from the map. Just know that you follow the canyon and then it's supposed to... Uh, Flatten, and, and we should get to some sort of lake uh, to for 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 the next kayaking stage, and we tried to figure out where we will and how far to go, and we couldn't, and yeah, just just a nightmare, and it's just so so freaking cold, just incredibly cold, and you can't do anything, and we couldn't. Yeah. Like I could have gone faster, but yeah, my other teammates they couldn't go fast, so nothing nothing what you can do, you can't go back. You can't yeah. get, uh, you know, helicopter to take you out of there and, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> hmm. But, uh, well, guess what? You got out.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm thinking every time when something like that happens. that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to get to the end. We're going to get to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, here's what I find interesting is when I ask you what your best part was, you kind of don't have a good answer, and as soon as I ask you what your worst four hours were, you knew exactly what it was.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so the best, probably, uh, the best, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you, I did a Portugal, uh, world championship in Portugal, and it was last, very last night um, uh, of the race, and we, we mm-hmm. were riding, quite a few teams were riding together, because that format of that race Um, you can skip some checkpoints, and they had mandatory and uh, optional checkpoints, so they get all teams together by the end of each stage. Uh, So that was last night, and almost all teams were together, and we were all riding over the night to the finish, obviously all sleep-deprived and uh, tired, and you could see teams sleeping everywhere, and it's again, it was of course uh, rain and cold and then, then we entered to some little town and I saw, you know, those ATMs in banks um, behind uh, transparent uh, doors,
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> glass doors, and, yep. <laughs> and we were looking for a place to sleep <laughs> and we had okay. a credit card with us. So we opened that uh, those doors and entered to that uh, room with ATMs, <laughs> yeah. and it was warm there. So we went to, we decided to sleep like half an hour because we just were completely out of uh, understanding what's going on, and that was warm, and I was falling asleep, and I was thinking that uh, uh, it should be some cameras, cameras. Uh, and might be police is going to come and take us and will give us some food and will take us out of this race. (laughs) (laughs) And I was falling asleep with this thought and I was feeling really well about it.
0: (laughs) Okay, that may be one of the best stories I've heard so far, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but no one came and we had to get up
0: and keep going to the finish. Going, (laughs) So. So... That's uh, too bad, huh? Well, you should have <laughs> just, like, tried to break into it. Then they'd have made it come yeah. and got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, um, so you did the Rogaine Worlds last year?
1: Yeah, I did Rogaine Worlds last year in uh, Russia. So, well, uh-huh. I couldn't miss it. I'm not... Very much uh, into yeah. gain like I do quite a few rogains, but uh, I'm more excited about adventure racing than about mm-hmm. gaining because it's too hard to be that much time on feet. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Russian one was was good. Uh, they did quite a big job of uh, preparing map, but then we got those maps and it's all blue, <laughs> blue color. Yeah. So it's. Uh, Really, really wet, but it wasn't. It wasn't too bad as it was uh, also as, as it looked on the map because they drew the they drew map uh, I think in spring, and beginning of summer was quite dry, so it wasn't uh, that wet as uh, is, uh, it looked like. Yeah, it was good. So we did um, did uh, yeah we were I think nines nice in open mixed, with my husband Search. Yeah, we were happy about it. Not. Like I didn't have m- much many expectations because I couldn't run for for about months before that, because uh, I got uh, c- crashed on a bike months before that in uh, in um, China. Okay. So yeah. I couldn't run some some time. Yeah, yeah. And then we went there and went you know met all our Russian friends and family and lots of other friends. So it's it's a very very social thing. <laughs>
0: So, you could do. Yeah. Well, I was going to say cuz um the world's this year are are oh, here yeah. where I live. Yeah,
1: yeah. So
0: you're looking forward in to South- it. <laughs> yeah, in South Dakota, they're like 20 miles from my house, so. Wow, that's I was cool. going to say you could come visit us, but
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. We, we actually love It's
0: to. <laughs> It's kind of funny cuz I think we're going to have a whole house full of people, so it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be kind of fun.
1: Yeah. yeah, you you probably should uh, yeah you should just decide how many people you actually can <laughs> accommodate. Well,
0: when our our guest room has been taken by Barb Campbell for about two years, but we tell people you know we're in the middle of the woods, so you can camp anywhere. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: it should be cool. Do they limit uh, people to participate, or they
0: don't? Um, there is, but I don't. It's. Like close to a thousand, so I don't oh, okay. think we're going to fill. I mean, we're looking. I think we're up to about 600, 650. Whoa, so that's cool. So, yeah, that's yeah. It's going to cool. be. It's going to be a good event. I think. Uh, it's a. It's. The train here. Is harder than it looks. Hmm. I mean, you know, you look at the map and you see what it. You know, you, you know what it is. You look and you see. Yeah. It, you kind of get it figured out, but. Um, you know, Primal Quest was here in oh9 and it really surprised mm. people how mm. hard it was. How hard um, to navigate? So, mm. Yeah, and and, the, and how much you know—it's just constantly up and down. So, okay,
1: so it's not you know, it's, well. It's I guess it's quite it, challenging to plan the route as well if it can give you you know some options.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So there.
1: Well, Russian, um, mm-hmm. Russian was go ahead uh, hard. Uh, because it wasn't that hill, it was actually, a rel- well, it wasn't flat, but it wasn't, there were no big hills or, you know, ridge line or something like that. So terrain, mm-hmm. reading contour lines was, I guess, quite challenging for uh, for non-European teams.
0: But mm-hmm. so they also
1: yes. had some depressions marked uh, and, and half and dash, you know, contour lines, which was, wasn't easy a- at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... a. Uh... I think the one thing that here is that there are all these um, logging roads that aren't mapped, okay. and mm-hmm. it, it can be, you know, you yeah. know how it is. It's like, yeah. okay, which roads are on the map that aren't on the ground, and which ones on the ground aren't yeah. on the map, and yeah, so the, uh... <laughs> it's that, that guessing game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a classic, classic in Australia as well. We have actually quite, quite a big Roganian community here, and yeah, but maps sort of not, not really updated. So the same with roads, you know, half yeah. of them marked, half of them not marked, and uh, yeah, are just plain uh, yeah. Russian, Russian one, they, they had pretty good maps, so pretty much everything was marked. Yeah, but then you need to figure out where you are terrain wise, because it's just completely nightmare. What's, what's that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's going to be good here because there are a lot of lot of features. I think it's going to come down to you know ignore ignore roads and trails no, and just yeah just go straight go by the features. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have uh, so next one in Australia. So I might yeah I'm considering to get you know think about train might be hard for the next one and try to try to well should I say win it?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so so that's kind of long-term probably plan, maybe.
0: (laughs) Well, you know how it is. You think it's a long ways away, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's next month.
1: Yep, yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what now we have. uh, the Slovenia race is coming in June, and uh, our Joe Quest is coming in June as well. And like, wow, it's only months left, and I haven't done enough mileage on the bike. (laughs) For because yeah, you so, need to be really fit on bike for for long expedition races.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to Untamed New England, and it's like yeah, it's only like six or seven weeks away. And it's like
1: Mm hmm. You know. Ah well, we're actually thinking about yeah, New England. Yeah, but it's still still hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's true. So are you are you a workout person or are you a go out and play really really hard person?
1: Uh, you mean you mean training wise?
0: Yeah, I mean do you do you do, you do specific training or mm-hmm, is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be, so what's, what's like my sort of training career, I used to be kind of professional skier. Yeah. So I used to train really really hard and a lot. And I used mm-hmm. to be in camps, in training camps when you train like three times per day. And I did it for about, you know, 15 years. Then when I stopped doing it and I started doing adventure races, I didn't take it seriously. So I just went for, you know, I, I, I go for easy, you know, ride or easy track with my friends. And I never did any sort of efforts and stuff. But then I, when we moved to, and, and I was doing it all the time since, uh, till I moved to Australia permanently in 2010. <laughs> But then um, multi-sport events here are quite big. When yeah. you race solo by yourself uh, for about uh, depends on event from four to eight hours, and it's quite in, in, it's quite intense. So I started to participate in them, and yeah, I found out that I don't have enough speed. So I started probably last two years doing more kind of intense. Hard sessions. Try to you know improve my speed because I have endurance from you know all these yeah. years of uh, training and racing. So it's not a problem for me to go pretty much forever. Uh, but yeah. speed, speed, speed-wise, yeah, I need I need to do lots of speed work, especially in in uh, running, to keep up with uh, you know. In these short races and multi sport races as well, and I guess in expedition races as well, you still need to have quite a good uh, uh, speed for for the first twenty four hour when it's quite intense still yeah so yeah i'm trying to you know get more into um, more intense training, but it's hard as well because you're getting tired and it's hard to maintain you know three disciplines uh, to be competitive in all three disciplines.
0: So it's always yeah some <laughs> no, yeah it's i that's true i mean i the endurance never goes away well
1: yeah I yeah, yeah 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 but i mean your again, body yeah.
0: your body will always know how to keep moving,
1: yeah yeah, that's <laughs> so. true, that's true, yeah, but it's still you know when you the other problem that uh, when you do too much of uh, intense uh training. Then you lose a little bit of, because you're getting fast and you're getting, uh, fitter, but then you lose ability to, I think you lose a little bit of your general health because of this training. Uh
0: huh. So yeah. it's
1: hard to then go to expedition, uh, and you're probably skinnier because you, tra- you were training hard, you know, and you are more, uh, uh can be affected with you know all these viruses and cold and stuff so that's sort of other part of other side of uh, intense training you have to be uh, like even probably put couple of kilograms before expedition race uh and uh, get a little bit slower for, for 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 them to to be able to you know go for 5 7 days and finish in one piece <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you're, yeah, the speed work and the high intensity just wear down your body, and yeah, and yeah, you need to take some time and build that up. I mean, I've, I've found that you know, an elite athlete understands that, but I run into a lot of people that I, th- I think their hard days aren't hard enough and their easy days aren't easy enough.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's the other thing, yeah, you should understand that uh, this is your speed session. Mm-hmm. This is your long you know endurance slow session, and this is your recovery session
0: yeah, yeah, I think that yeah
1: partly why high. people
0: get injured and stay sick, yeah
1: yeah exactly, and especially you know if if you got some sort of uh, you were sick for some time and then you're coming back into running and you run immediately too much and too long or too intense, and yeah you're getting just injured, you just injure yourself and. And then you have to recover again for 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 a long time yeah, or or then on the it. other hand, if you're entering the race some race and uh and you didn't you, know, you are not fit enough kind of fit enough for, for for your team, for example yeah you can easily injure yourself as well
0: so exactly but have you ever gone into a race literally just uh, you know like I'm gonna go train this or I'm not anywhere near ready for this or you know it's just it's just not gonna happen and then just had spectacular results?
1: Uh, Yeah well I mean I did quite a few like even first time I went to China I wasn't fit at all I just you know did. I I was working too hard in in summer uh, back in Russia and we had really bad conditions just, just was impossible to train at all. It were fires all around Moscow, so it was healthy to stay inside rather than train outside. But it still, I still was, you know, committed to go before that. So I just, yeah, just flew there and uh, had, 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 well, didn't have good result, but just had a good time anyway, because it's all very yeah. social and it's all about. You know, meeting old friends and communicating and talking to them, and uh, it's kind of well. I'm pers- I'm naturally I'm super competitive, mm-hmm. and it's hard yeah. for me to uh, not to be competitive. <laughs> So. And I'm very strict to myself as well. And uh, like I'm trying to sometimes convince myself. Oh, okay, yeah, we we'll just you know we we'll just do this race, just enjoy ourselves, and uh, I'll just enjoy myself, and uh, wouldn't pretend to any results. But yeah, I'm still pretending on sort of results.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're you're still okay. Yeah, you're one of those kind. I understand.
1: Yes, <laughs> even like I, I went last year to surf ski world championship. Like I I I was spending by that time two years, so I obviously could you know realized very well that uh, I wouldn't be able to have any sort of good results. But yeah, I just wanted to go. I, I like I love Portugal, and uh, I was interest. It was interesting for me to have a look how top you know guys and girls in surf ski look like. Yeah, but I still I still came there and you know tried tried to show
0: my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand that, so yeah. but yeah, well, it's kind of like this is what I find. Um, if you say, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go to the surf ski world championships, mm-hmm. most, most adventure race people would say, Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 they're, exactly. <laughs> they're just like that, you know. That's what I find, and what I find so very interesting is, you know, the most, um my wife got invited to do a 340-mile
1: wow. uh,
0: paddle race in a in a dragon boat of all women.
1: Wow, wow. Social... And
0: everybody's like, well, of course you're going. Why wouldn't you go?
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you go? Exactly. It's all, you know, amazing experience, and while you can do it, you should do it, of course. Because, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. in, in, in you know, 30 years' time and 20 years' time, it all can be very different.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I think. Too. Yeah, that's, that's... Well, and yeah and then you know you have the community and i think that's my favorite part of adventure racing is you know going to cover a race is is you know seeing everybody because yep you know we we spend a lot of time dealing with each other you know online and you know all this kind of stuff but it's so much fun just to go and yeah uh, yeah be with everybody
1: yeah, be with everybody, and it's very specific, uh, very special people I think who are doing adventure racing, and it's like there are not many of us, right? But uh, yeah. we're all kind of special, I think, and it's, it's it, you just can't replace it with uh, anything. Even, even you know, I I, like, I love all those people whom I'm training here with, but those who do uh, adventure racing, uh, like especially big events. They're just mm-hmm. uh yeah,
0: very special, yeah, so I know i I'm trying to remember how we met, i you know we haven't met except for I, Facebook I don't, think, I, I don't
1: think we've ever met uh, sort of other than online
0: <laughs> exactly, and and I was talking to some people, and somebody a couple of people said, "Oh you should talk to maria, so
1: ah, and,
0: okay, and and I not truthfully i have a whole list of people to talk to and it's like you were one of it and then when i saw the actually the chinese race okay. I, well that makes a good makes a good time to so because uh i suppose we should probably say you guys your team won right
1: uh, <laughs> Wait, what what my team <laughs> well yeah. we're ninth we're ninth
0: <laughs> oh well that's yeah ninth first whatever
1: i mean yeah for it, us like i'm i was quite happy because it's hard we're not full-time athletes so yeah it's 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 okay to be you know in top team with top teams to be nice yeah we are yeah so
0: pretty yeah. Happy
1: well with-
0: yeah so well yeah because that's a there's a lot of people there i mean i mean a lot of really good teams so.
1: yeah 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 and it's you know richard uh braden who's currently mod sport world champion um Richard, who is second, then yeah, Tule team who are kind of professionals, right? So, how mm-hmm. you can, well, you can, of course, compete with them, but uh, uh it's all right to be beaten,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of great
0: experience. So, um, we're kind of we'll kind of wind down here a little bit, but mm-hmm. is there anything? that you haven't done yet that you want to do? Any races, Any anything uh, fun?
1: Yeah, I, I'm up for uh, coast-to-coast uh, multi-sport world yeah. championship. I haven't uh-huh. done this one. Like, I was going actually to do it this year, but then I got uh, my appendix sort of two months before. Okay. Um, so yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, make a start line. <laughs>
0: yeah. which
1: is which is how we know the hardest part of all adventure racing to be uh, the whole to organize the whole team arriving in one piece to the start line yep so i haven't done that one yeah i think i want to do uh echo, chel- uh, echo motion in uh, brazil because yeah. yeah obviously i had seen lots of you know pictures and uh, met quite a few people who were there That's sort of race I would like to do. Yeah, then then uh New England I think it looks looks good as well. So a few yeah, few a few expedition races, few more expedition races. But I mean I'm not you know setting up these plans for next year or year after yeah. just like long term. I guess expedition races you can race them until you, you know <laughs>
0: Well yeah. Paulette, my wife, is 55, so, Wow! Wow! You know, she's, she's, she actually got hurt a couple years ago, and is uh. just about, I think she's just about ready, probably next year, to be able to, um, well, she broke her neck and her back.
1: Oh, no. On the so, bike? I mean,
0: yeah, just a, you know, a racing, and just a, you know, a crash, it shouldn't have done anything, mm. but, um. So she's back. She's running a lot. She's actually running a 100-miler and a 200-miler wow. this year. Wow. Um, and hopefully by next year she'll get to the point where wearing a pack won't be so bad. So, it, uh-huh. it She's she's ready to do it again.
1: <laughs> mm, that's awesome. <laughs> so that, we'll, that's very yeah. inspiring. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm kind of, you know... Easy. Yeah, yeah. just a few few more races to do would be nice. Then we have uh, Tahiti cha- World Championship next next year. Uh, surf ski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm sort of
0: yeah.
1: thinking about uh, that. I'd like to do it. And then yeah, thinking about maybe to do a bit of uh, marathon uh, uh K1. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of. <laughs>
0: Of a long-term take.
1: plans long-term plans yeah and then the other thing we do, in we're organizing races ourselves now okay. uh, in uh, in Australia and so we're doing it for three years by now in Victoria uh, and then we're moving to I mean moving our events um, we have one more in Sydney this year and then in uh, South Australia in Adelaide this year so we're kind of working on development of um, This this uh, business here,
0: yeah, Yeah, and um, so I I don't. Is there much adventure racing in Australia? I know there was not a team at World Championships, but is it is it growing a little bit or? I think so.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, the thing here that we have, uh, it's very you know lots of huge opportunities to. It's very the whole outdoor um you know um, area is really developed and that's lots of opportunities to train and not really train just to play and uh-huh. quite a few people you know they just it's, it's their lifestyle they're riding their bikes to walk and back they're doing yeah. they they're going for a run in uh in, in their lunch break they're going for you know, kayaking on weekends, they have their boats at home. Uh, so just lifestyle mm-hmm. here, which gives you lots of opportunities to be fit, fit enough yeah. For, yeah. for for doing pretty much everything. It's not many people who are super fast in comparison with New Zealand. There are more, yeah. more yeah. fast teams. Like, we don't have that many f- super fast teams, but we have quite a few teams who are capable to, you know, to finish and uh, to be relatively competitive, um, you know, like in the mid-pack. And, uh, and we have um, shorter races, quite a few short races. Uh, like, um, like, I found that uh, people don't really want to suffer much. And when it's yeah. more than 12 hours, it's probably already a little bit too hard. For so. for many people, for most of people, they would think that ah oh, that's a little bit too hard, and I have family commitment, and I'm not really keen to go you know that long, but when yes. it's like short race kind of eight hour might be like un- under twelve hours it's it's quite yeah it's quite popular
0: so yeah, and is it are you finding that well here in the united states the the Best race series and the best races are put on by companies. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're for profit. They're not volunteers and stuff. Other, actually, other than Untamed New England,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: um, is that? I mean, is that kind of what you're looking at doing?
1: Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Yes, yeah, so I we have probably should I say six, like just counting right now, six companies who are organizing uh, events. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only two. It's us and Craig, who is now uh, uh, who's what he's president of World Series or owner of World Series. Yeah. Uh So that's them. They're doing just adventure races, and us, and then a few other companies. They do and they organize in adventure races and uh, uh, kind of uh, you know obstacle races and mountain bike races and some uh, running uh trail running events um yeah and then but then they still they still attract you know the, there are still volunteers uh for for events so it's yeah, um, yeah. but yeah you can't you yeah. can't really run it without volunteers it's just you don't have those yeah. budgets uh, no way
0: yeah exactly so but but you need some professional supervision
1: yeah 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 for sure that's few few people obviously who who are Kind of professional professionals in event management, um, yeah, and then and then bunch of volunteers. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Well, it's getting I think it's getting more you know more more popular from from where I see it because people uh, like triathlon is still popular of course, but more mm-hmm. and more people you know getting off road. Okay. Uh and uh, and we can see the trail running is growing and I think adventure racing is growing as well. It's a little bit hard to get uh like new new completely new people. Like we find that it's usually just word of mouth that you know someone like I like adventure racing and then I try and, I'm trying to invite all my friends to have a try. That's how it works. Yeah. So it's yeah, obviously exactly. slow, oh, it's can't it can't be it can't be you know fast. And then yeah, I think the the main like uh, m- might be a little bit older, uh triathlon guys, they they were racing triathlon for a while and now they just a little bit um, you know, tired of all this road training and the intense uh, intense uh, training and they want want to try something else. And here we are, adventure racing with our off-road games and with kayaking, which is also quite, you know, really nice and uh, uh, pleasant in in yeah. Australia, especially in Sydney. I was I was in Sydney last uh, four days. Uh, it just if you live there, you just can't not not to pedal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds sort of inviting, even though I'm not much of a water person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't until until I got uh, I got to Australia. I wasn't a water person as well. Like I could always pedal, but uh, not. I couldn't. I didn't really, you know, was much into into it. But as soon as you get closer to the water, you just can't not to pedal or not to swim, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. So, Mm. well, this has been fun. So I think we, a, <laughs> I, uh, the one, the one really interesting thing about the podcast is I'm learning the time difference between everywhere in the world. Okay. <laughs> so I, I can that say, oh, idea. if we what's talk that? this time, that works for me. So,
1: okay. So uh, what time is it now? It's, it's like 12. So what's different? 11, 11 hours difference.
0: Yeah. Cause it's eight. Well, it's 8 PM here.
1: Ah, so, ah, it's 8 p.m., so it's not too bad. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was no, thinking yeah, that but...
1: later. Because I remember in, no. uh, in Chile, it was completely other way around.
0: So, yeah, it would be that's, yeah, that's a, a weird time down there. So, but mm. so, so I always close the podcast by saying uh, go fast and take chances, because that's what it's all about, <laughs> Thanks. right? So,
1: Thanks. You're doing a great job, Randy. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks. Um, I'm actually probably going to put this one up on Saturday night, so oh, we get oh, to hear thanks. it pretty quick. So I will get um, to
1: hear what I was. <laughs> you should have sent me good. questions. I would uh, be more ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's not. It's not question and answer. It's a conversation.
1: <laughs> so. Yes, true, true. <laughs>
0: and it was a good conversation. So, mm. all right. Thank you. I'm gonna gonna say goodbye and go home so thanks again
1: thank you bye good evening bye